Online Podcast 490. Hello there, ladies and gentle whores. Welcome back. Welcome back to Online Podcast. What a miracle! I am back for how many weeks now? I've been doing a show every Monday, putting out a show since September 20th. So this is the fourth week in a damn row. <laughs> oh, super excited. Anyway, I'm very glad that I'm able to hang on to this momentum. I can't guarantee how long it's going to go, but as long as I have time, I would try to put stuff out. As long as I have stuff to talk about, I'll put stuff out. Anyway, today, as I'm recording this, is October the 11th. It is National Coming Out Day. Happy Coming Out Day uh, to everyone. Uh, And if this is a Monday, happy Coming Out Day. And last couple of weeks, I have been talking with um, fellow podcaster, Ricky from the Foul Monkeys about our technologies. Go listen to those two shows. Last week we talked about our iPhone uh, 6s Plus, and also our Apple Watches on the week before. Very first world, very privileged. Um, but this week I'm going to change gear a little bit. But regardless, if you enjoy those things, you know, go listen to those two shows. But this week I'm gonna. Pull it back down to reality, back to life, back to reality. Woo! Anyway, I'm gonna bring it back down again. I'm gonna remove my glasses, close my eyes, turn my lights off, oh, turn my light off, just get comfy. Just so that it's an intimate thing that is just you and me talking heart to heart. How about that? So, not necessarily serious. In fact, I have. Oh, those of you who followed me on Twitter. In fact, if you are a, if you're not a regular listener and you're back here to find out about my lip injury, I'll tell you all about it after I talk about coming out. Okay, hang tight. I'll tell you all about it. So, um, going from first world luxury, um. Uh, topics to something a little bit more serious, a little bit more down to your heart, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about coming out. As you all know, there's a recent influx of coming out videos on YouTube, and there were good comments, there were bad comments, or some people saying that you know what, coming out is so blasé, or. Or it's like, why do you have to put it out on there? And all sorts of comments. Then to good ones saying, "Oh, thank you for coming out." Blah 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 blah. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my uh, reaction to those coming out stories because there's nothing for me to come out. I mean, I'm out. Y'all know that I'm gay. I'm so gay. I'm gay everywhere. I'm gay at work. I'm gay at home. I'm gay when I'm asleep. I'm gay when I'm awake. I'm gay in the shower, and I'm gay <laughs> in the car. So I'm like totally gay, totally out. Now I didn't used to be that way though. You know, there was a time where being gay was a scary thing to be. 
I have been through this myself. I have gone through from um, being not well. First of all, not even out to myself, which sounds stupid, but that is what we typically call it—the denial period. Where I know I'm attracted to guys, but I'm just pushing it down, not thinking about it, finding excuses, finding distractions to not simply think about it.、Uh, I'm not going to go into full details of, of my whole coming out process, but I'm just going to give you an idea of that takes time. Not until I was in my college years that I serious. No, that's not true because I was in high school. Yeah, not when I was till I was teen years was a huge struggle as you can imagine because as you get older and you have this the hormone and the the whole. Um, sexual desire starts to form, some starts to come, and then then you have to like totally push it down, and all that was challenging. Obviously, in the teenage years, as a adolescent, well, what adolescent? No, <laughs> I didn't pronounce the word. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, adolescent. Yes, <laughs> I suddenly just blanked out. Adolescent years was hard, but. Then you got different kinds of struggles. I was still not out until I was in college, and until I started dating a girl. And for a few months, I just know something is just so not right. You know, the whole time I was thinking about my my girlfriend at the time, my girlfriend's roommate's boyfriend because he's like very hot. And so I was just just not very happy at all in that relationship. And so I ended it, and that. Really was a big revelation for me to be able to confirm or face my own fear of admitting that I'm I'm gay. So while I was talking to my brother, my brother's also gay. If you don't know, and while I was talking to my brother, that's when I figured out. Okay, yes, it's okay. I'm gay. That's it's okay, and especially having a big brother who's gay. Is very comforting and very helpful, right? You don't think that you're gonna be you you're gonna explode and into pieces. <laughs> so it's not that big a deal. Uh, well, it was a big deal, but it's not that that big.、Uh, it's not it's not as bad when you have a big brother who can at least somewhat comfort you, saying that it's okay. So I appreciate the fact that I have that luxury, and then. Even then, I was still not very out. You know, I I just don't know how to come out to people, and you really have to build the confidence within you before you can actually come out to other people. And of course, if there's anything, if it's National Coming Out Day, we have to talk about coming out, the experience of coming out. It is a process. It is over a period of time, coming out to yourself, then coming out to your friends and your relatives and family members. And one of the most important thing for me is to coming out to my is coming out to my parents, and my brother and I both at that time haven't told our parents that we're gay, but at that time I was already seeing Bruce.、Uh, this is back in 1998. I was seeing Bruce and I was having a good time. I really enjoyed Bruce, and so I would tell them because I don't want to hide from them. The excitement and the happiness that I'm experiencing, and so I told I told my parents everything I I did. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna go、uh, spend this weekend with Bruce and、uh, blah 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 blah. Had really had a great time. I'm tightening my microphone.、I、had a great time, and I would tell them the truth, exactly what I did, 
and they begin to get suspicious, at least suspicious of uh, who this Bruce person is. And I, uh, so we, my brother had this plan saying that if if indeed it comes to a point where we have to come out, we will do it together. So so which we did, we came out together, and uh, it it was. It was definitely life-altering. Two moments in my life that really mark the the major milestone for me is number one, coming out being my to myself, being able to accept myself fully. That was uh, it was Christmas around Christmas of nineteen ninety-eight. No, no, ninety-seven. Gosh, yeah. Christmas of 1997 is when I came out to myself and I really had a a life-altering experience. I always describe this and those of you who listen to me telling you about my coming out story was that it it to me it feels like I'm going from a black and white world into technicolor. Suddenly everything is much clearer, everything has definition, I can see clearly. Um, things that didn't make sense to me that makes a lot of sense and so everything and then of course that weight that I've been carrying for the last 21 years uh, or however many years since I came out 98 uh, 97 so I was probably 23 so I came out late and so that weight got lifted off my chest it was a huge relief and very liberating and very freeing you know it really feel like you're, you're being freed from this heavy load of lies and mis-ambiguity um, that you want to keep everything at for a long time. That got lifted. However, then you, this is like to myself, and then you have to start explaining that to other people, to your family members, to your friends. So it was, it was challenging. It was hard. I didn't know how to do it. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. But also, the more gay friends you have, the the more gay people you see coming out or at least acknowledging some very casually that, yeah, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, oh, this is my husband. Oh, this is my boyfriend. And it makes things easier for other people as well. Because what was hard was there's no role model. And I don't want even to say like a role model. Maybe it is role model. Just you just don't see other gay people around coming out uh, or just embracing the relationship, right? Everything was kind of like a hush hush and quiet, so you don't get to see that, and therefore there's no empowerment to people who needed to come out, and and I say needed to come out, and there's some interesting thoughts that I have about needed to come out too. Everybody needs to come out. I think period, everybody needs to come out. Because when you are not out, when you're in the closet, it it really is very damaging for yourself. You constantly have to live this lie or you're constantly having to tiptoe around the subject because you can't be your whole self. And there's nothing more damaging than not being able to be your whole self. The whole time, you have to watch out to control your a part of yourself is very deep and very uh very deep and very personal part of yourself to withhold some information because you don't want 
it to come out. So it's, it's very, I think, very damaging. So I think everybody needs to come out. However, the time, the timing of when you need to come out or when you choose to come out is different. However, so I'll leave that up to you. And I'm sure some of you who are listening to this are going through this. And I'm not surprised because I, I have had, over the years, I've had emails and I've exchanged conversations with my listeners who are struggling with this themselves. But of course, that's a lot less. Um, I remember in the beginning of my doing this show, and I'm one of the first gay podcasters out there. So a lot of people would come to me and talking and asking me about their being gay or uh, I have young folks writing to me saying that it's nice to hear a gay voice talking about their life just as a normal human being. In fact, I am a friend with a Facebook friend of mine who used to be, I don't think he listens anymore. Um, so I, I don't want to give out his name, but um, he used to be a listener of mine who would write to me. He's very young and he just, was, just came out to his mom or something. I can't remember. This is like a long time, 10 years ago, maybe, or nine, eight years ago, maybe 10. Um, and he he just recently got engaged. I mean, oh gosh, can you, do you feel old now? I can hear my bones creaking. So he just recently got engaged, this young high school kid who used to write to me talking about how, you know, he's, he's, he's appreciates listening to a a gay podcaster who's just living a normal life. And and I remember he told me when he got a boyfriend and he came out to his mom or something. And then now he is engaged. He's engaged. Oh. But anyway, so going back to the power of coming out, I talk about this several years ago when I do my shows of talking about coming out, is that, my coming out, my being out there because I can and I have the luxury and I am fortunate enough to have family and friends who are very supportive around me that allow me to be able to come out comfortably and being able to be my full self at work, being able to be out at work. Like every, like there is no lie anymore. I don't feel any time in my life that I cannot say that I'm gay. And sometimes I just choose not to because I don't have, I don't want to have to deal with, like when I go back to Malaysia, there are people that you meet who are just like, oh, wow, you, why haven't you got married? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I don't want to have to deal with that conversation because it's just like a friend that you meet at the market. You know, I'm friends with my parents typically. And I, I just don't want to have to, de I don't want to talk about it. It's not because I'm afraid that I'm gay, uh, afraid that I, I don't want to, I'm not ashamed that I'm gay. It's just that I don't want to deal with that conversation, right? But I have the luxury uh, and the privilege of being able to openly talk about my being homosexual. And I think I will share that. And I feel like it's my obligation. In fact, my mom told me that it's because uh, maybe it's it's a gift, and then I can share this gift to other people to help other people to come out. So, gift or not, I feel like there is power to coming out, Col a collective power, especially when all of us start to come out and be comfortable, be successful, especially, and be and know that we have 
successful and healthy relationships with our partners or with our husbands or wives or girlfriends. It's very powerful, especially to young people. And and I feel this obligation because the all the suffering, all the the painful journey that I try to figure stuff out, um, that that pain of telling yourself that you are wrong or bad or evil, that that feeling is not good, and so. If young kids don't have to go through that unnecessary bullshit, more power to it. So I'd say share your coming out stories, so that your coming out is not just your personal story; it becomes a collective power. So when it comes to a collective power, it empowers all people to be able to be themselves and have the courage from their collective power to come out themselves. And I truly believe that. And going back to the original comment about how people have different perception or, or ways of saying, "Oh, Joey Graceffa came out in the music video," whatever it is, this and that. I I don't really care how people come out; it's their choice, right? But I also think that um, I don't care if they're doing it for personal attention. It is necessary. It is necessary to have public figures, people who know who they are.、Uh, obviously, I'm not. I mean, in this tiny, very micro level, I am. I, I probably I put my life out through this podcast, and anybody can listen to it. So technically, a lot of people could potentially listen to it, even though I don't have a lot of listeners. But I,、uh, compared to a, no, a regular person, I might actually have more people knowing my personal stories. So. And at my micro level, or at a bigger level of people with hundreds of、uh, millions of sub- subscribers on YouTube, or a celebrity who come out,、uh, some may come out late, some may come out early. Blah blah blah. I don't really care. And some people get very critical. They're like, "Oh, if somebody's not out by this other person, then they're not." Yeah, that's true. But let's look at the bigger issue here. As long as they're not lying. To other people, to that—that's hurting people essentially. Like you know, lying to it could be the level of you know one、um, a partner of theirs,、uh, or, or making. Like publicly making lies about this and that. Well, even then, when it's time, people lie because they're afraid. People lie because they are are they want to hide this because they are afraid. And so, when it comes out, shouldn't we embrace that a little bit more rather than knocking on them? And that's becoming more and more true because coming out is becoming a lot easier compared to ten, twenty, thirty, fifty years ago, and people don't. People don't feel as compassionate toward people who who lie about their past lives or, or or were married and now figuring out that they're gay and so forth. So it, it it's not always that easy for everybody because 
you just try to want to be more compassionate because the same under the same circumstances and same situation, some people might take coming out a lot easier than others, and it doesn't matter what time of what period. Some people will just have a harder time coming out. Especially people in the public eyes, and you don't you you're afraid, or sometimes it's it's livelihood. You know, if they're in their uh, have a career and they're afraid that there's a if they come out, people would not want to support them. Blah blah blah. So there's all sorts of reasons. Oh my gosh, I talked spent so much time talking about coming out. Twenty minutes. Okay, so my point is, happy coming out day. If you're not out, think about it. Think about. The freedom, the fact that you don't have to care about other people, what they think about you anymore.、Uh, think about that.、Um, I know there are some tough to- choices still. I mean, I have friends who are not out because their parents they they don't they don't need to come out to their, to their parents because there's no good. There's only harm being done. So that's why everybody's in a different position, different part of their lives where they make their own decisions. So you cannot force somebody out that way. But That said, there's still power to coming out. Collective power. When you come out, we collectively, as a whole, in the, in the LGBT community, will be able to come out to the world. And the more people see it, the more. What is the reason you think that suddenly we have、uh, we have gay marriage legal legalized in this country? It's not just because boom, you know. It's because more and more people are identify. Uh, are able to identify with a gay person, a gay couple, a gay family, and therefore things are not so like ooh, like a,、um, you know, some like an oddity, you know, from a a crazy、uh, sideshow. You know, it's it's becoming normal. You know, my neighbor's gay, my friend's gay, my coworker's gay, my my brother's gay, my sister's gay. So it becomes more normal and becomes more and. Uh, more of an acceptable thing, and therefore, when it comes to gay marriage, people don't feel as threatened by the unknown because that's the unknown that make people scared. And so, the power of coming out definitely is there. The collective power of coming out. Let's embrace it and do it for yourself, for your own happiness and your for your own sanity, sanity as well as for the collective power. And enabling the younger generation to be able to come out, and hopefully in time, it won't be an issue anymore that people don't need to come out anymore. They just grew up and they are just happy with who they are. And I really admire. I have friends like my age, who is always comfortable being who they are. They've never had to come out because they get to live their life as who they are. And my, I remember my roommate. I asked him, you know, when did you come out? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I always knew. So that is ultimately ultimately the goal for everybody. But this is this world is not quite there yet.、Uh, we might feel a lot better because compared to ten years ago, it's a lot worse back then. So, but still, I mean, people are still killing people in this world, right? In in uh, um, Iran, people are still getting killed for being gay. In Africa, in some、uh, African countries, that's true. And people get put into jail still, pri- imprisoned because they're gay. Right now, today,、um, so being people being persecuted everywhere in the world because you're gay still. So we have lots of things to do, lots of work work to do. But hopefully, in the future, this is probably not my lifetime. 
in the future, it won't be an issue anymore. So that's my coming out part of the show. And I'm going to talk about my lips. <laughs> More importantly, my lip, my upper lip. So those of you who saw a picture that I tweeted of my lip uh, on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. This is the whole story. So I, um, when I posted this picture on, on Twitter and then therefore linked to Facebook, people like, people, some of my friends say, who, who hit you? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go punch them or something, right? That's what it looks like. The, you look at my lip, kind of a bit swollen, little uh, bruised, and there's a slash, like a cut on my lip, on the upper lip. And immediately the thing that, that, that I think of was, oh my gosh, I look like I've been in a fight or being punched by somebody, right? And that's why I want to make people think. But the reality is that it's not the case. I volunteered um, through my work. I volunteered to do some simple home improvement stuff like painting houses and, and all that for people in yard work and clean out their garage for uh, this charity called Christmas in October. And what we did was we, uh, some of our uh, uh, groups got together and say, they were, okay, we're just going to give like some hours in the morning, a Saturday morning and afternoon and go help people clean out the house or paint the house, whatever. So that's what I was doing on Saturday. And I was climbing this ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I had to climb a ladder up to the window to scrape it with a um, razor. What You know, like when you use the razor blade to scrape off paints. So I was doing that, cleaning, cleaning that painting windows up on the ladder. And I know you're thinking at this point, oh my gosh, you fell down from the ladder and the, ladder and the, the razor cut your lips. It's not so simple. <laughs> but which, by the way, I'm fine. So I did that for a little bit. And then we're waiting for the, the house to get, because there's a lot of dew. So I was waiting for the house to get dry before we paint. So then I came down from the ladder. I went to help cleaning out the basement. Now, the basement's a little, it's a little dirty and it's, it's not, it doesn't smell too good. And I was trying to get stuff out of the, the garage uh, with another f co-worker of my friend also. So we're getting stuff out. This must be... I moved a few pieces in there, but this is the first thing because I was focusing more on on, on scraping off the paint on the window. So I, I went to the, the basement and started taking stuff out and the lady said, oh yeah, take that whole basket of old canned food and there I saw peanut butter and stuff like that in there. So she said, I said, do you want to keep the basket? She said, no, I'll just threw the whole thing out. So we have a dumpster in front of the house. That's also part of that charity where we're going to just put stuff in the dumpster. It's one of those huge dumpsters, right? That the, the one that gets delivered by, by a truck. So, oh gosh, I just had chili in my burp kit. And so I, um, I took that basket. It's kind of big. It's almost just like a like a big laundry basket, but it's full of canned food. So I picked that up. I walked out, walk up the uh, the uh, the driveway onto the dumpster, 
And then I looked through the doors open, but there's a bunch of junk already in there because people all morning have been putting stuff out. So I thought, oh, I don't want to have to like walk through all the all that the dirty stuff to get <laughs> to throw the whole basket away. So what I did was I just lift up the whole basket up above my head and set it on the side of the the dumpster and then gonna just tip that in, right? I lifted up a can of whatever fell down on my lip. <laughs> Hit my lip. I was like, the moment I push the basket up and as soon as I see something rolling down, I was like, stupid me, stupid me. I shouldn't have done that, right? But of course that hit me and it hit me on the lip, knock on my lip, and I just felt this like, you know sometimes when you get a knock on your head or on your teeth and you get this like boom, kind of a little, um, I don't know, you almost like smell the smell. I don't know what that is. Like you almost smell this smell. Uh, it's like, I can't even, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's like you smell, when you have a concussion or something, <laughs> when you hit something, it feels like you, you, you can like taste something or, or, or smell or taste something iron. I don't know. Not blood. And um, so it knocked on my face. I was like, oh, crap. I don't want to have to go to the hospital or go to the emergency room. Because when I looked down, I think it was a can of either a tomato can, can of tomato soup. Or I think it was a can of cranberry jelly. <laughs> so everything. Okay, so that knocked on me and I was able to push the whole thing down. But as I was pushing it down, there's a can that rolled off, hit my face. So I managed to push the whole thing in there. So I picked up that rolled off can of jelly cranberry jelly threw it back into the thing and I saw there's like a dent on the thing I don't know whether it's hit I'm sure that it's not from my face but it essentially hit my lip and my lip hit my tooth and luckily I did not knock on my tooth because oh I don't mind having a scar on my on my lip but I don't want to chip a tooth and so um so I Dropped the can back up, went back to my friends and said, hey, am I bleeding? I asked them because it tasted, oh, I'm starting to see like a little, what I, th I thought was blood on my finger as I was touching it. They said, yeah, yeah, you're bleeding. And they didn't seem too paranoid. They said, yeah, yeah, you're bleeding. And I went to the car, my car, and got a piece of a napkin, a paper towel, because uh, I had that from this morning when I got on the, to, onto my car, I have this paper towel. So I look in the mirror, yes, there was this gash and it was bloody and so I keep putting pressure on my lip and <laughs> dry out the blood and it finally stopped. But my lip was very numb. It felt like I, you know, one of those experiences when you go to the dentist and they put injection on your, on your uh, mouth to make you numb. It felt like that. So... I was telling the group, I went back to the group and said, I think I stopped bleeding, but if I get swollen, my face gets swollen, if I don't know, if I talk like, oh, yeah, the other day I couldn't speak, let me know. Uh, and it was fine. And I just looked bad because the, the lip looked kind of bruised and my there's like a little black gash on my lip. And so, but anyway, I was like the moment I, that can of canned food knocked on my face 
and I pushed basket into the dumpster and I turn over and look and there was a can of canned food. A cranberry. Could have been tomato uh, soup. I can't remember. But I think it was cranberry jelly. And I was like, fuck, why does it always happen to me that I would get hurt by this wimpiest thing? Wimpiest thing. A can of cranberry juice hit me and I have to go to the hospital and get 10 stitches <laughs> because a can of cranberries hit my face. How stupid is that? I was like thinking all about that. My head's like, no, not another one of this wimpy thing that makes like get me bloody and, and, and got injured. I don't know what the other stuff was, but stuff like that always happens to me. It's like, I wish it was something more dramatic, like if I fell or something, or if I fell off the... Like, okay, so the reason why I was sneaky and was telling you about the letter thing was because my friend immediately thought that I fell off the, the letter while I was working. When he saw... When I told him that I, I have this gash, when I posted the picture, he said, oh my gosh, did you hurt yourself there at the volunteer thing? I said, yes, but not what you thought. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I cannot explain that experience by just putting it out on a tweet. I want to at least attempt talking to you first about this experience before I um I just it's just too weird and too funny to be heard by a can of 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 canned jelly, uh, cranberry jelly. So Anyway, I thought you would enjoy listening to this. And if you came from Twitter because you wanted to find out what happens to me. Yeah, that just happened to me. But I want to thank you regardless for coming here and listen to my story. And listen to my coming out story. Listen to why I think coming out is important. And listening to what got me this injury on my upper lip. And I hope you come back again. If I do the show regularly, you'll come back to me every week and listen to me chat, talk about things, talk about life. You can leave me a comment, 920-iPhone1 by phone, or just email me or tweet me. Okay, bye. Don't forget to smile.